When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Gets, your Tuesday, September 15th edition. We have a 12-game slate on tap tonight, so it should be a fun one. Mentioned yesterday it'd be a wacky one. It definitely was. Good thing the Orioles came through in a big, big way. Trevor Bauer was filthy. Uh, got a little pitcher's duel for a while there in L.A., as we expected. A weird uh, four-outcome type situation, but uh, the Braves were quite disappointing. That's for darn sure. But lots of craziness that ensued, lots of uh, weird situations as we expected on that uh, seven-game DraftKings slate tonight. 12-game slate on tap. Knock on wood, weather looks good right now across the landscape of baseball. So that is great. The only, guess, weather concern would be the smoke on the West Coast. We saw that game in Se- those games in Seattle yesterday. Jesus Lazardo saying, yeah, you shouldn't have to be gasping for breath or looking for oxygen when you're on the mound. So that's not a good look. It was um, pretty nasty. Like, I've been in California where I've at. We've been in the unhealthy range for like weeks now. We've been as high as over like 350 to 400 at times in the uh, quote-unquote ratings, which is like super hazardous. Uh, It all depends on the day. That looked pretty nasty, playing baseball and that stuff. So we'll see how that goes today. I don't see it clearing up too much over the next few days up there in Seattle between the Giants and the Mariners. So keep an eye on that situation. Um, Other than that, we should be okay, knock on wood, with all weather concerns tonight. Let's check out the totals. We don't have them all yet, of course, as we're pitching changes and all kinds of goofy stuff this time of year, as you know. Uh, we got Mets, Phillies, total of 9.5. Jays, Yankees, total of 9. Royals, Tigers, 8.5. Cardinals, Brewers, 8. Twins, White Sox, 9. Rangers, Astros, 9. Waiting on Cleveland and Cubs, because Wrigley Field. A's, Rockies, 11.5. Coors Field is back, baby. Dodgers, Padres, 8.5. Diamondbacks, Angels, 10. So, Lots of offense can be had tonight, but also it's a really fun slate because there's some really good pitching as well. So it makes you really navigate the landscape quite a bit. It's going to be a lot of fun to put together some lineups this evening. So let's get kicking on the pitching on this slate. Your top price arm is you Darvish at 11-3 at home against the Cleveland Indians. And it's one of those plays, if you're in cash, go ahead and play Darvish. If you want GPP and you want to play Darvish, go for it. The dude's a beast. I love him in cash especially because he's got like such a 20 25 plus point four. Like he had 22 and a half his last time out. Six innings, three earned, nine Ks. He's got extreme strikeout upside, seven or more Ks in six straight starts, which has been outstanding. So he's getting you the strikeouts. He's got you 22 or more points in nine straight starts. The floor is e- e- electric and with a ceiling that goes into the 35, 40 plus point range. And he faces a Cleveland Indians team that really is more of a disappointment than, than most want to admit. Striking out over 24% of the time versus righty, he's a 228 average, only a 139 ISO and barely a 305 Woba. Uh, J-Ram is kind of hitting of late, but like Sar- Carlos Santana, inconsistent. Lindor's been inconsistent. Uh, the Franamil, we love Franamil, but prefer versus lefties over righties. Lots of question marks 
in that Indians lineup that an ace like you, Darvish, should be able to navigate quite well. So 11-3 for you, go for it. You'll see some people want to play Cookie Carrasco at, at 10-5. I really, really am a huge fan of Cookie. He's got 20 straight points, or 20 or more points in three straight starts. He's still been super inconsistent, but he's got at least six innings in three straight, one, one, zero. Those earned run totals, six or more Ks in all three. It is a Cubs team that is uh, struggling tremendously this season at the dish, striking out over 26% of the time versus ready for the 234 average, 195 ISO, 324 Woba. So they strike out more than the Indians do, but they've been more productive slightly than the Indians with right-handed pitching. Both are bad on paper. This lines up to be a pitcher's duel where the bullpen is likely to side things unless it gets crazy. I want you Darvish tonight for $800 more. Carrasco could be a nice GPP pivot off of Darvish if you want some savings if you're paying up towards the top. I think Zach Davies is an intriguing GPP play against the Dodgers. If you want to go that route, we saw what Nelson Lamette did. Nelson's got filthier stuff than Davies, but Davies has more consistent stuff. He's putting up 23 or more DK points in four straight starts. He has 18 or more in uh, eight straight starts, 18 or more in nine of 10 starts for Zach Davies. He faced the Dodgers about four or five starts ago, seven innings, two earned five Ks against the Dodgers. Good for twenty or good for eighteen point two DK points. So the nine point six price tag is pretty high, and that's what's going to scare a lot of people off, and probably for good reasons. I don't I don't blame anybody for that at all. It is a Dodgers team we know can crush the baseball, only striking out about twenty one percent of the time versus righties with a three fifty five woe and a two forty two ISO. So there's a lot of oh crap when you're facing the Dodgers with any pitcher. So Davies is strictly a GPP play. Probably won't be going there tonight. I'm a big Davies fan. We've used him a lot on the show. But uh, Darvish and Carrasco up top for me. The popular play, and rightfully so, is going to be Jack Flaherty at 9400 bucks. This is the guy, if you aren't paying up, you start your lineups with Jack Flaherty. And cash and GPPs, I haven't tried building lineups yet. It's probably going to be difficult. But if somehow I can build a Darvish-Flaherty cash game lineup that I like, I'm going to be all aboard that train. There is value on this slate, but both bring a tremendous floor into the battle. Uh, you got Flaherty who finally threw 95 pitches his last time out. He's threw 95, 69, 83 his last three. But he went five innings, uh, two earned, six Ks, which is great to see, almost 20 DK points. He has 16 or more points in three or four starts, which is kind of promising considering he hasn't gone too deep. He's gone five innings in three or four starts, but finally got to that 95 pitch count. The the uh, the leash should be off of Jack Flaherty. So if he's going over 100 pitches, got six, seven inning potential, strikeouts can be there because he's facing a Brewers team that's abysmal, striking out nearly 27% of the time versus righties. 211 average, 144 ISO, 289 Woba versus right-handed pitching this season. They just got no-node by uh, Alec Meals on Sunday, so check that one out. They are struggling a ton at the dish. So a guy like Jack Flaherty at 94, big fan of that tonight. He saves you almost 2K on you, Darvish. 1,100 on Carrasco, a couple hundred on Davies. He should be chalky for good reason. So uh, Flaherty, I'm a big, big fan of tonight at that price point. Then it gets murky. It gets really, really murky. Like, I'm not using Dobnek versus the White Sox. Pitch to contact versus that team. Not going to try it. Manaya has been pitching better the last three or four starts. But, oh, wait, he's in Colorado. Matt Boyd, no thanks. Like, if he pitches well, fine. Maybe in a GPP, but no thanks for me. Taiwan Walker, I'm a fan of. Not in the Bronx. Not going there. Your next guy I'm looking at is Danny Duffy. 7700 bucks against the Detroit Tigers. Duffy's been pretty good, 14 or more DK points in four of his last five starts, 20 or more in three of those five, which has been very, very good to see. He faced Detroit back in July, five innings, four or eight Ks for 16.3 points. He has six or more Ks in uh, like five of eight starts. So that's been tremendous 
when looking at Danny Duffy. When we check out the Detroit Tigers, when you're facing left-handed pitching this year, they strike out almost 24% of the time versus lefties. With a 314 average, though, and a 186 ISO, 373 Wobo. So they've hit lefties very well. Just keep that in mind. It's a team we've used quite a bit for their value. We'll use them again tonight. If you're not using Duffy, um, the Detroit Tigers will be value for you on this slate for sure. But if you're looking for a cheaper pitcher with strikeout upside, Danny Duffy at 77 comes into play this evening. I'm always a Dane Dunning fan, but at 76 versus Minnesota, I will likely pass. Um, it, Tim Anderson at 73 versus uh, Seattle, if you need to, I'd still probably just go to Duffy at 77. would be where I'd be planting my flag. And then the punt play I'm going with, and he should be very popular for good reason, like Darvish and this guy, Flaherty and this guy, even Carrasco and this guy. Debbie Garcia at 6800 bucks of the New York Yankees is on the radar today. He has 10 or more points in all three starts. He has 23 or more in two of three starts. He faces the Toronto Blue Jays at home. First start in the Bronx for Debbie Garcia. He's been on the road for all three outings. He went seven strong, two earned, six Ks his last time out against Toronto. He has six Ks in all three starts. He's thrown 95 pitches in back-to-back starts. So he's stretched out. He's faced these guys. He's gone six or more innings in a couple starts. The strikeouts have been there for Debbie Garcia. Lots to like in this scenario. You know, the Blue Jays, the baby Blue Jays, I'm a fan. They strike out 22% of the time versus right. He's 191 ISO, 326 Woba. They got tons of pop. We know it. We love him versus lefties. We love him in Buffalo. Those are two things that I will say. Uh, so far in the short season, lefties hitting 265, righties 220 off Debbie Garcia. For a punt play at 68, sign me up. Sign me up in a big, big way with Debbie Garcia. That's where I'll be planting my flag this evening. Uh, the other guy you could look at is Jose Urquidy. Uh, went through six strong against the Oakland A's last time out. Uh, threw 88 pitches. Only one case. So the strikeouts have not been there yet for Urquidy, so keep that in mind. But uh, facing a Texas Rangers team tonight that you can pick on. We've picked on them quite a bit. Striking out 24.5% of the time versus right. He's only a 212 average. 145 ISO. So Urquidy is also a punt play if you just want all the bats. But Debbie Garcia is the punt play I want because he's got such a huge, huge upside. He's already started showing it. So I like that quite a bit. So um, recapping your pitching, Darvish is, is the guy I want at top with Flaherty as the uh, the option number two. Carrasco is a good GPP pivot in that scenario. Uh, mid-priced arm, Danny Duffy at 77. If you have to go Matty Boyd, you can. He's just been so bad. Like minus ten and a half points. He has seven runs against Milwaukee his last time out, but that was after three pretty, four pretty strong starts. So if you want to go back to the well against Kansas City, go for it. I think Kansas City is a very good stack tonight to uh, beat Contreras. I think a lot of people will go to Boyd to save some money. And then when you're saving cash, Debbie Garcia. And if you have to, Jose or Kitty, but Debbie Garcia would be the guy I'd be looking at at sixty-eight hundo. All right, let's check out the bats on this twelve gamer tonight again. Twelve game slate. Few pitchers we like, tons of places to target bats. I love the White Sox versus Randy Dobnak tonight. I mentioned Dobnak's huge pitch to contact guy this year. He's uh, been getting bab- lucked by the Babbitt gods, and it's going to keep catching up with them. It started to of late, so I have no problem going back to the White Sox and Yasmani Grandal. If you're paying up a catcher, he's first base catcher eligible. He's 51 hundo, hitting 278 over his last 10, good for 10.2 DK points. If you're stacking um, the White Sox Grandal. Definitely a piece of the stack I don't mind because it'll be low-owned. Travis Darnold versus Eshelman at 47 is someone you can take a peek at. The Braves let us down last night. Got no problem going back there tonight. Lefty's hitting 330, righty's 375 off Eshelman. So he could be coming into play for you as well. Uh, some value at the catcher's position, though. Sean Murphy's only 3900 bucks in Coors Field. 
Uh, it's Tuesday, so I write the free DraftKings picks over at rotoballer.com. Again, if you want to check out rotoballer.com's premium package, use promo code Bubba for 10% off. Gets you a premium Slack chat, gets you um, their tools and all kinds of other good stuff there. But I write the free DraftKings column of Tuesdays and Thursdays. Sean Murphy's my catcher there at 39 Hundo, hitting 310 over his last 10 games. I, I wrote him up, all, all the stats you need to see there. He's crushing the baseball, his hard hit rate, his home runs, everything's great. And now he's in Coors at 3900 bucks, facing Sensatella, who's allowing righties to hit um, 400 in Coors Field against him this season. So Sean Murphy at 3900 very strong look for you in that matchup. Um, you could save some cash elsewhere if you want, like a Wilson Ramos at 37 versus Arietta. Not bad. I just paid 200 more for Murphy if you can get there. Otherwise, like an Austin Romine at 31 versus Danny Duffy. Dalton Varsho is kind of the guy I want at 3,900 facing Teheron. We know what through his entire career, Teheron's been hit hard by lefties. Varsho's a great stick. I talk about him a lot. He's slowly getting it going. He's only hitting a buck 52 over his last 10, but what we care about is DK scoring. He's averaging 7.6. He has 12 or more points in three of his last four games. He has 12 or more points in five of his last eight games. So at $2,900, good punt option with Dalton Varsho uh, if you don't want. He's catcher outfield eligible, so... If you want to put him in the outfield, I don't even hate it, but I prefer to punt him at catcher. So pretty much Murphy and Varsho are the two guys I'm really looking at right now in catcher's position, barring some more value popping up in lineups. First base, Freddie Freeman. I said I loved him yesterday. He went deep. Great spot again tonight against Eshelman at 57. He'd be a pivot off of Coors for sure. Really good look there. Uh, if you're stacking White Sox and Braves and play at 56, but I prefer Freeman if you're just kind of going one-offs and picking the best option up top. Uh, you got Olsen and Coors against Sensatella at 53. Great if you're stacking the A's. If you're not stacking the A's, I still prefer Freddie Freeman for $400 more in that matchup. Um, below the 5K range, though, like Dwight Smith versus Arietta are, uh, at 46. Don't hate it. Um, it's a good play if you're playing the Mets. We know we can attack Arietta. Uh, lefty's hitting 378 off Jake. Righty's 307. So it is an option for you in that scenario. But... Um, it's either pay up or there's some decent savings. Jared Walsh is only 4K against Mad Bum. Walsh has just been mashing the baseball. We talked about him a lot towards the end of last week. I wrote him up in the Rotoballer article today, so you can check out those stats. But uh, right-handed power, lots of power. 36 homers in the minors last year. He's crushing it already here in the bigs. Sure, there's a cooler series, but he's been doing it before that. He's hitting righties. He's hitting lefties. He's doing that a whole song and dance. Um, Mad Bum just has not been good. So go check out all that tasty goodness with Jared Walsh in that matchup to tonight at 4K. Hunter Dozier at 39 versus Boyd, and Renato Nunez at 38. Two nice values, sub 4K in their matchups. Brandon Belt down to 36 versus Newsom in Seattle. So go give that a peek as well uh, if you're looking for some savings. And other than that, there's not a ton down here I'm in love with. Like Pat Valeka went yard yesterday, but he's been kind of slumping prior to that, only if you're looking for value in a Baltimore stack. Uh, keep an eye on Jake Lamb. He came over to the A's a couple days ago. He hasn't been having a good season. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But his first game with the A's, he went deep last night. He went uh, two for four with a double and a homer. And now he's in Coors Field against Sensatella at $2,500. So you could potentially have a Coors Field first baseman at $2,500. Usually you take those things, especially in cash. Just throwing it out there. Second base position, DJ LeMay is always on board. Uh, Tommy LaStella and Coors at 5K if you're stacking. Definitely leading off. But preferably, I just save it if you're going to pay up, but kind of save a little. Whit Merrifield at 48 versus Matt Boyd, all aboard that train. I love Whit Merrifield in cash. He's always got GPP upside, just crushing the baseballs. Uh, the Royals versus Boyd, 282 lefties, 350 righties. Uh, Whit Merrifield at 48, 
big, big fan of that at that price point. Ozzy Albies at 44 versus Eshelman. Keep attacking that. It would be nice if he wasn't batting ninth. But it makes for a good wraparound stack with Acuna and company. So I don't uh, completely hate that situation. Robbie Cano's down to 4,200 versus Arietta. Good piece of a Met stack uh, against Arietta. If you're fading Ty An- uh, Tyler Anderson of the Giants, Ty France is 4K. Lots of power versus left-handed pitching. Like that quite a bit. And his teammate Dylan Moore, who's second base out for those, was only 3,800 bucks. Usually brings a good cash game floor to play as well. So both of those guys are in play at some nice savings. And their matchups would be nice if Garrett Hampson plays only 37 versus Benaya, but he's just not finding the lineup. So that kind of stinks. Um, Josh Rojas, 32 versus Tehran. It's okay value. Not in love with it, but he should get some good run here against Tehran. He's got 10 points in each of his last two games. He's got five or more in five straight. He's got 10 or more in three of five. So he's kind of getting it going, playing every day at second base for the Diamondbacks. He's only 3200 bucks. He's a little speed to the plate, a little bit of power. Uh, maybe he'll get it going in his time there. So 3200 for a punt, not the worst thing you can do with Josh Rojas. And then it's like, again, Pat Vileka is down here. Not a ton to get too excited about down below at this point in time. Third base, Machado's always worth a look. Gonsolin's been decent, but Machado's not obviously Machado. You got Rendon versus Bumgarner, who's been allowing lefties at 4.5, or righties at 4.5 home runs per nine against him in Arizona this season. So Rendon at 5,400, obviously Trout and a few others, really get a nice boost against Mad Bum tonight. So Rendon at 54, very strong look. Mankata's been heating up again. He's 52 versus Dobnak. Don't hate that at all. Uh, J.D. Davis, if you're stacking the Mets, he's an interesting play. He hits, he hits righties very, very well with power. Uh, most won't play him because they'll play all the lefties with the Mets, which is for good reasons. But uh, J.D. Davis at 46 is a nice contrarian angle of a Mets stack, only if you're stacking them. I love Mikel Franco at 4100 bucks. He is just streaking, having a really good season overall, period, but playing well over his last handful of games. Uh, 4100 bucks versus Boyd. Don't mind that for some uh, savings tonight. And other than that, at the third base position, I wasn't in love with too much more besides Alec Baum's only 27. I know he let us down yesterday. But when they're that cheap, offers will happen. He's batting third. Good matchup for Rick Porcello at home in Philly. I have no problem going back to Alec Baum at $2,700 in cash and GPPs. Tremendous savings. So, again, if you're trying to sneak in a Flaherty-Darvish combo, you can. there are savings out here. And there's one in the outfit we'll talk about, which we talk about like every day because they just keep pricing them down. But we'll get there shortly. Let's go to shortstop. You got Tatis in play. But Tim Anderson, I'd rather save 100 on Tatis, play Tim Anderson at 57 versus Dobnek. The White Sox are your pivot off of Coors Field tonight. Same price point. That's why I call it pivot. But no one will play it because they're expensive. They'll all play Coors. You'll get the White Sox low owned. You get Randy Dobnak, who people still love to pieces. And he's not a bad pitcher, don't get me wrong, but too much pitch to contact in a hitter-friendly ballpark against that offense. It doesn't work every time, but it works most of the time. And I like that as most of the times in baseball. So Tim Anderson at 57 looks good. Trevor Story versus a lefty and Coors at 56 is always good. So you got those two guys up top to definitely enjoy in their situations. Then you save some cash. Claybor Torres is slowly heating up a little late in the season, but slowly getting there. He's only 46 for Taiwan Walker, so that could be someone to to look at for a little bit cheaper tonight. Didi Gregorius, Harry Polanco, a couple pieces of savings in that range. Uh, Paul DeYoung at 41 versus uh, Brett Anderson. like that quite a bit if you're not looking to pay up towards the top. Jose Iglesias hits in the middle of the Baltimore lineup, so if you're stacking Baltimore, 3800 bucks for Iglesias versus Yanoa. Definitely on play, in play as well. And then our boy Alberto Mondesi, $3,600. he has been just crushing the baseball. Price tag's finally getting a little bit of a boost here, but still a great spot versus Boyd. Obviously, Mondesi switch hitter, so he can go from the right side versus Boyd, no problem. 3600 
Very good piece of savings there in a, in a primo matchup for Mr. Mondesi. Let's go to the outfield where there's tons of guys. Like Acuna's a great play. Trout's a great play. You don't need me to tell you. Blackman, yes. You don't, you don't need all this help. Harper, sure. Like, they're all good plays, 5K. Well, not all of them. Yellow has been struggling tremendously. But uh, Harper, uh, Eloy at 53 gets overlooked a lot up here. So he's got to keep an eye on it. So Yastrzemski at 52. So there's, there, there, those are your more contrarian plays up here. But uh, they're all the usual suspects. Uh, Trent Grisham went deep yesterday. Talked trash to the Dodgers. Anybody that does that, brownie points in my book. But Grisham, 4900 bucks uh, in, the, in the action tonight. It's always hard to pay for that price with the other guys around him. So he comes in low own. If you're stacking Padres, don't forget Trent. Ozuna at 49, Merrifield at 48, both uh, nice pivots up top here. If you're stacking the Mets, you better have Michael Conforto at 48. All he does is rake right now. All he does is rake. Great matchup for Sarietta, 4,800 bucks. Get him in your lineup if you're stacking the Mets. Uh, some pieces of savings as you go a little farther down the 4K range. Now, mentioned Dwight Smith earlier at 46. Um, Adam Duvall at 45 for GPPs with the Braves. Kyle Tucker's been slumping tremendously. Good matchup for Cody Knight at 45. Could be a get-off-the-schneid type game. You got Marcakis at 44, a cheaper piece of the Braves action, which is always nice. Alex Dickerson at 44 as well for the Gigantes versus TJ Newsom. So there's a couple of pieces of savings and some upside in the mid-4K range. You got Loriano and Grossman and Coors at 43 respectively. Both have been struggling, but uh, decent price tags for some Coors bats. Uh, Kevin Pillar is only 41 versus Maniac. Pillar loves hitting lefties. Decent price point versus Maniac and Coors at 41. Victor Reyes at 41 leading off for the Detroit Tigers as well. Tough to play Reyes with Pilar there, but I'm always a Reyes fan, so I don't hate it. Um, going farther down, Brandon Nemo leading off for the Mets at 4K. is in play for you, Hunter Dozier again, 3,900. Uh, see if Jeff McNeil's in the lineup. He's day-to-day. If he does crack the lineup at 3,900, that's a good price point. I uh, mentioned Dylan Moore at 38. I like that quite a bit. Again, Hampton, wish you were playing. But Matt Kemp usually places versus lefties in Colorado. He's 3,700. So, like usual, the Colorado outfielders outside of Charlie Blackman, relatively affordable in Coors. That's always a nice little wrinkle to the, the puzzle there. Uh, a few more to take a peek at in the 3K range. Jerickson Profar at 34. Ryan Mountcastle at 34. I love that price point. He just continues to hit, hitting 364 since this call up with a 1036 OPS. 24 more points last night, hitting 429 over his last team with an 11.6 points per game average. He's crushing it, 3,400. Good price point there. Uh, we'll get to his his stacking partner once I scroll about another 50 players because DK is great like that. But you know who I'm talking about if you're a regular listener to the show. So Ryan Mountcastle, 3,400. Um, there's a few other punts here that you can take a look at. If Talkman's lined up at 31, you could go that way. First, Taiwan Walker, sure. Um, Dalton Varsho again, 2,900. I don't, don't mind that at all. Sam Hilliard, I know it's lefty-lefty, but if he's in the lineup, I don't care. It's 2,800 bucks. That's, that's tremendous savings. In Coors Field, Austin Hayes may be back for Baltimore. He's 26. If you're looking there, David Dahl's 25 for the Rockies. Again, lefty, lefty, I get it. Harrison Bader's only 2,500 versus Brett Anderson. I don't mind that as a piece of savings. Um, he he went uh, oh, oh, 1 for 3 in the only game he started in the doubleheader yesterday. But he's hit safely in three straight games, 4 of 5. So it's kind of take, retaking regular playing duties. He's 2,500 GPP only because the floor is not great. But he, he's in play for you. But then there's our boy, DraftKings. Why do you do this? Still twenty four hundred bucks. He hasn't broke the twenty four hundred dollar barrier. He's still down here. It makes no sense, DraftKings. But DJ Stewart here went to Ding Dong City again last night. Is twenty four hundred dollars versus Gabriel Yanoa, likely hitting third or fourth in the Baltimore lineup in a great hitters friendly ballpark. It's one of those plays I say it time and time again. 
with the price point. I don't care if he gets a zero because, A, he's only done that like twice in his last 10 games, and, B, the upside is tremendous with DJ Stewart. 2400 bucks versus Yanoa, play him. That simple. All right, recapping your pitching on this 12-gamer. Again, Darvish, the top play the, uh, on the night, 11-3. But a phenomenal pivot now that he's stretched out is Jack Flaherty at 9400 bucks. That's that's where a lot of people might go to save some cash. I'd love to find a way to get both of those guys in cash lineups. We'll have to play around there, but it might be possible. Uh, Carlos Carrasco at 10-5 is a good GPP pivot off of Darvish. Um, he's going to be the low-owned guy up top that has the uh, big-time upside. So I like that a lot. You can go back to Matt Boyd if you want. I prefer stacking Kansas City against him, but Boyd at 8K, coming off a horrible start, but had four really good starts prior to that. You could go back there at 8K. Danny Duffy at 77, another mid-priced option. But the punts, or Kitty's okay. Debbie Garcia is the guy I want at 68. So you got a couple punt options down below, a couple mid-priced options that are shaky. And then you got uh, Darvish and Flaherty up top with maybe a Carrasco pivot when you're looking at all the goodness. When you're stacking it up, go back to Baltimore. You can go back to Atlanta as well. Both really that, – that game should pop off again. Really good uh, game stack to go away from Coors, save some money, get some pitching. I like Baltimore quite a bit against Yanoa, but uh, Atlanta's in play as well versus Eshelman. But, uh, Baltimore's affordable. You could have some fun there. I think Houston's good versus Cody. I forgot to mention him because I scrolled past him, but Michael Brantley's only 3600 bucks in the middle of the Astros lineup versus Cody. That's a great price point as well if you're looking for some savings in the outfield. So Houston – could be time to wake up. You know, Giants, it depends on the weather. There. It's just nasty smokiness. But it looked like it benefited the hitting yesterday because the pitchers just couldn't keep their stamina out there in that smoke. So um, Giants, Bats versus Newsom, something else to keep a look at. I usually don't play St. Louis a lot, but Brett Anderson's not great. So you could if you want to go there. Their bats are so inconsistent. But it could be one of those nights where they pop off. You know, Goldie in, in Milwaukee against a lefty. That's always tasty. You obviously have Coors in play. You got Cincinnati. You got Mania. You can target them both. Like, there's no... Nothing hiding there from you. That's pretty easy stuff. Arizona's bats have been so bad, but they're intriguing versus Tehran. They really are, especially from the left side. Mentioned Varsha, got Peralta. Um, you got a few other bats in that lineup. You can take a peek at Calhoun and some others. Just a bad lineup, though. Really bad lineup. So grain of salt type stuff. I think the Mets versus Arietta is very intriguing, as I always like to target Arietta. Um, I'll do that time and time again. Uh, Detroit's value versus Duffy. Kansas City's value versus Boyd. I like both of those. That's like a weird, sneaky probably disgusting stacking situation, but it's there. And then last but not least, the White Sox versus Dobnak, I think it's a great pivot off of the Coors price tag stacking options for you this evening. All right, everybody, 12-game slate in the books on your Tuesday. It's going to be a wild one. Some good pitching options, some really good hitting options. You can scatter around and get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Makes it a lot of fun building those lineups. But if you have any questions, I'm on Twitter at BDNCheck. we got the free Fantasy Sports DJ Slack chat. If you want to come check that out, just uh, send me your email address. Also, if you give a rating and review on iTunes for the podcast, I truly appreciate it. It would mean a lot. It really helps the podcast out uh, quite a bit. Also, if you want to check this thing out on video, if you want to see this this face for radio on a screen of yours, go to the Rotoballer YouTube channel and check all that goodness out. Give it a like and a share and all that good stuff. And join Rotoballer Premium by using promo code Bubba to get 10% off the package of your choice. All right, that'll do it for today's episode. If you're getting ready for the U.S. Open PGA Golf, the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, is out with you. Jesse and I recorded it last night. Lots of fun going over the player pool, the picks for DraftKings, the course, strategy, all that good stuff. So go check that out, the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. Uh, get you ready for the U.S. Open. The two-point conversion NFL DFS podcast will record on Wednesday afternoon. Get ready for your Wednesday night to get you for your week two main slate NFL DFS action as well. But for now, good luck on this Tuesday 12-game slate of action. 
I'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. Good luck. I'm out. Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.